Mino Lion Media presents Pregnancy Pearls. Meet Dr. Nicole Plenty, a double board certified OBGYN and high risk pregnancy expert. She's brilliant, well researched, and feisty. Growing tired of seeing complications of pregnancy that could have been prevented, she wanted a way to empower women through knowledge. Because as she says, all doctors aren't created equal. This quest to educate women birthed this podcast, Pregnancy Pearls, with Dr. Plenty. Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls Podcast with me, Dr. Nicole Plenty. I hope you all had an amazing Memorial Day weekend and that you reflected on the ultimate sacrifices made by those who served our country. So my family and I celebrate the day at the beach in Pensacola. And boy, did my son Harrison have a ton of fun. He probably had way too much fun. He was super eager to be in the sand and make a sandcastle. And then when we tried to make a sandcastle, jump on top of our sandcastle and tear down our sandcastle, right? Because that's what three-year-olds do. They don't understand the importance of building. And we're like, let's make a big sandcastle. And he's like, okay, yeah, let's tear it down, right? So that's what we did this weekend. So how did you spend your weekend? And if you're like me, you love long weekends because that means the week is always good because it's that much shorter, right? So my day went from a four-day work week to a three-day work week. Not saying I don't love y'all and I don't love seeing patients, but it's always nice to get that little bit of a respite uh, when when you need it right before that long summer break. Well, this week, we're going to talk about a topic that's been asked about several times, and that's hypothyroidism. Now, I've told people that I had an episode on this topic in the past when obviously I really didn't have an episode. Now, I believe I must have done a YouTube video on this, you know, back in the day when I was doing YouTube videos, but that's, listen, that's coming back soon. So y'all just get ready for for the new YouTube. Listen, the thinner me is going to be on camera, okay? The thick me had to get off the camera for a little while, but the thin me is coming back on camera. So y'all just get ready for the YouTube videos to come back. Anyway, I guess I assume we chatted about hypothyroidism in the past because it's like one of those bread and butter topics because it's so common. So y'all, I apologize for all the confusion, but we're going to talk about that today. So the risk of uncontrolled hypothyroidism in pregnancy Let's talk about that. So optimally, we try to make sure your thyroid hormone is controlled early in the pregnancy. So why? Because it increases your risk of the baby having a goiter. And it's also linked to children that have lower IQs. If you're born, if the baby's born to someone that has uncontrolled TSH levels. Let me go back for a second, because I understand that some of y'all might not just know what this means, right? So hypothyroidism, this is when you have a thyroid gland and your thyroid gland is not making enough thyroid hormones, okay, to meet your body's needs. Now, thyroid hormones are really important and uh, because it is sort of the mothership that controls your body's function. So it controls your metabolism. It allows your body to transform food into energy. It helps with brain development. It regulates growth and development. It has a key role in heart and muscle function, particularly of your heart and your limbs. So as you can see, your thyroid hormones do a lot, okay? Now, there are two main thyroid hormones. There's 
thyroxine, which is T4, and there's triiodothyronine, which is T3. Now, TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone, it stimulates the release of those thyroid hormones, so T4 and T3. Now, during pregnancy, thyroid function changes because high levels of two other hormones. And those two other hormones are called human chorionic gonadotropin, which is just abbreviated as HCG, which is your hormone that tells you you're pregnant, and estrogen. So pregnancy, increase HCG, increase estrogen levels, right? HCG weakly stimulates the thyroid itself, particularly in the first trimester. And this leads to lower levels of your thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH, right? Because if something else is doing a job, why are you doing the job, right? So your TSH level doesn't need to be as high because you have ACG doing the job of stimulating the thyroid gland to make T, uh, T4 and T3. TSH levels usually return to normal in the second trimester unless there's a problem. Some thyroid hormones bind to circulating proteins and some are unbound. Now, follow me here, okay? This is going to get a little, little intense, but follow me, okay? Estrogen increases the amount of bound thyroid hormones, okay? But the free hormones are usually normal and not affected by pregnancy. So that's why we don't look at your total amount of hormone. We don't care about your total T3 and your total T4. We only look at your thyroid stimulating hormone and your free T4 levels to see how controlled you are because your T4 levels are going to tell us how much, uh, you know, how much of the other hormones are affecting the baby. Okay. So we always treat to your TSH and free T4 in pregnancy. Because of changes in your thyroid physiology, meaning how your thyroid functions during normal pregnancy, thyroid function tests should be interpreted in a trimester-specific fashion. So when we're talking about the upper limits of what your thyroid hormones are supposed to be in pregnancy, in the first trimester, if you're looking at your thyroid stimulating hormone, that level should be approximately 2.5 2.5 mil international units per liter. Okay, this is gonna be a little complex, but follow me here. Second trimester, the upper limit of normal for your thyroid stimulating hormone is 3.0 mil units per liter. And the third trimester, rather than 4.5, your upper limit of normal is gonna be five milliunits per liter. Okay, that's what's used by normal laboratories, most laboratories, but obviously. Different laboratories have different cutoffs. But the point I'm making here is when we look at your thyroid stimulating hormone, the further along you are, the higher it can be and still be considered normal. So we're using trimester specific lab cutoffs to diagnose somebody with hypothyroidism. Okay. Now, your total T4 and T3 levels during pregnancy are 1.5 fold higher than in a non pregnant state. But remember, we're not looking at the total, right? We're looking at the free, okay? That's why we don't look at the total. Now, contrary to popular belief, your thyroid stimulating hormone, your T3 and your T4 do not cross the placental barrier, okay? Your thyroid receptor hormones, iodine, and your thyroid stimulating immunoglobulins do, but those hormones correlate with your thyroid stimulating hormone levels. And so that's why we monitor 
your TSH, and your free T4. So what happens if a patient is uncontrolled? Well, we can start a patient on thyroid medicine called Synthroid or Levothyroxine. They're the same as synthetic thyroid that you're going to uh, take via pill form. Okay. If you're already on it, we can increase or decrease it to make sure that your TSH level or your thyroid stimulating hormone level is controlled. Now, usually these are these have an inverse relationship, right? If your thyroid stimulating hormone is high, it usually reflects that your thyroid level, your thyroid hormone itself, your free T4 is low, okay? If your thyroid stimulating hormone is low, that usually reflects that your actual hormone level is high, okay? Inverse relationship. Why? Because you release more thyroid stimulating hormone to try to get your thyroid hormone level up. Once your thyroid hormone levels up, then a signal is sent to your brain that says, we don't need any more stimulation. You can, you can drop, you can decrease. So that's why when we have hypothyroidism, we usually have a, low, um, a higher TSH level and a low hormone level until we add levothyroxine or synthroid, which then evens out the two levels, right? It makes your TSH normal and your free T4 normal as well. Now, if you're uncontrolled, this can lead to hypertensive disorders of pregnancy, like preeclampsia, which we talked about all month of May, which is when you have high blood pressure and vascular damage that we look for as protein in your urine. It can also lead to gestational hypertension, which is when you have high blood pressure and you don't have protein in your urine. And if you have really high blood pressure, which people that have uncontrolled thyroidism, hypo or hyperthyroidism can do, then this can cause shearing of the placenta away from the inside of the uterus, which is called a placental abruption, which is the signs severe abdominal pain or severe pain in your belly, heavy vaginal bleeding. Those are symptoms of a placental abruption. Now, there is also a risk of congenital hypothyroidism due to underdevelopment of the fetal thyroid gland in the pregnancy. And then, of course, you can have a baby that has overt mental retardation and a lower IQ. Y'all, we don't want a dumb baby. We want a smart baby, right? So that's why it's really important for us to make sure your thyroid hormone is really controlled, specifically your thyroid stimulating hormone as you go through the pregnancy. But particularly before you get to that third trimester, because the third trimester is when we have maximal brain development, somewhere around 32 to 34 weeks. So we want to make sure that your thyroid hormone is very well controlled before we get to that point so that we have the smartest baby on the planet. All right. So now that you know a little bit more about hypothyroidism and pregnancy, let's go to some cases. Our first case is a 38 year old who is 27 weeks pregnant with her first child. She has a history of hypothyroidism for which she has been taking Armour Thyroid for years and says that she has more energy with it as opposed to Synthroid. She was referred to you for consultation and management. Okay, so I get quite a few patients that have been treated by an immunologist or um, you know, a rheumatologist or even endocrinologist and they're treated with Armour Thyroid, which is great outside of pregnancy, right? Because you're increasing your amount of, of, uh, of T3 here. Your free T3 is going to go up. And of course, you can, you can have conversion of T3 to T4. But in pregnancy, it's really important 
that you actually have free T4, okay, and an actual active thyroid for the baby's benefit, okay? And we know that T3 is not as beneficial in the pregnancy as T4 is, meaning Synthroid and Levothyroxine. And so really, those are your only options that you have in pregnancy or Synthroid and Levothyroxine for treatment of hypothyroidism. Now, if you have symptoms of hypothyroidism in addition to that, if you have constipation, we can treat you and give you stool softeners. If you have uh, issues with energy, we can give you Synthroid and Levothyroxine and then also make sure we're repleting anything that's depleted, like your B12, your folate levels, um, your vitamin D levels. We can treat those because some of those deficiencies do go hand in hand with people that have hypothyroidism. So we want to make sure that we are addressing um, the energy level that you have. Um, we can increase your exercise. You can increase your exercise that you do. But all in all, we need Synthroid and Levothyroxine because we know studies have shown that intaking Armour Thyroid does not help with those hormones that can cross the placenta and making sure that your baby has maximum brain development and intellect. Okay, it does not help with brain development to take Armour Thyroid. And so if it's going to only help you and not help your baby in pregnancy, then why are you taking it? Okay, so we want to do something that can help both of you. And I understand that you may not have the same energy level with Synthroid or Levothyroxine as you do with Armour Thyroid, but we can do anything for our babies. And if somebody told you it's okay to take Armour Thyroid and your TSH and free T4 levels are not controlled, then somebody has told you wrong. Now, if your TSH and free, free T4 levels are controlled and you take Armour Thyroid, okay, that's fine. But I don't recommend Armour Thyroid in pregnancy because usually I'm adjusting and treating to the TSH level with levothyroxine. And I don't want it to be where your TSH levels are reflective of your normal T3 levels. And then if people are drawing reflexive labs, meaning they're only drawing a TSH and your TSH is only going to reflex and your lab's only going to draw a T4 or, or run a T4 if your TSH is abnormal, then we got a problem, okay? Because that Armour Thyroid will regulate your TSH. But then we don't know what your free T4 level is. So if you are on Armour Thyroid, you got to get both. You can't just have uh, OBGYN ordering a TSH or your thyroid stimulating hormone with a reflex, meaning only if your TSH is abnormal, then you're getting the free T4. No, no, no. You have to do both. But again, like I said before, I do not recommend Armour Thyroid in pregnancy because it is not helpful to regulate hormones that do control the baby's brain development. I don't think I can get any more clear. So let me go to my case pearl. And that is Armour Thyroid contains too much T3 and not enough T4 and should not be used during pregnancy. All right, medical intern, what's our second case? Our second case is a 43-year-old who is 14 weeks pregnant with her second child. She was able to get pregnant this time with the assistance of Clomid after four years of trying to conceive with her husband. For years, she has suffered from constipation. Now she has a hoarse voice and feels tired all the time and has trouble concentrating, which she attributes to the pregnancy. On review of her first trimester labs, her TSH was 9.8, 
with a free T4 of 0.46. She was sent to you for consultation and management. Remember what I was saying about when your TSH is high, your free T4 could be low in somebody that has uncontrolled hypothyroidism. This is an example. This person, it doesn't matter what trimester you use, right? But first trimester, remember we said upper limit 2.5, second trimester somewhere around three. Hers is 9.8. Okay, it's over twice normal. So we know that just from the TSH alone, that lab was going to reflex to a free T4, which shows us that it's very low. So in this case, Synthroid is definitely needed, right? She's 14 weeks. She's out of the first trimester. Seems like she must have had undiagnosed hypothyroidism because she didn't know that she had a hypothyroidism and she's not on anything. So because of that, she needs to be treated as somebody that has hypothyroidism. And I would start her on levothyroxine or Synthroid, meaning Synthroid, the trade name, levothyroxine is the generic. So I would start her on, um, excuse me, Synthroid, the brand name, levothyroxine, the generic. So I would start her on one of the two of those to try to get her free T4 up and her TSH to go down. But let me break down this case a little bit further, okay? She was on Clomid. Clomid is a medicine that we use for ovulation induction, right? It allows you to release more mature follicles. It has an increased risk of twins with Clomid because we're basically stimulating the release of an egg with this pill called Clomid. People that have been trying to get pregnant for over six months, if you're over 35, or for at least a year, if you're under age 35, your OBGYN may start you on Clomid or Letrozole or send you to a reproductive endocrinologist an infertility specialist who will then probably start you on Clomid or Letrozole after they do an infertility workup on you and your spouse, okay, or your significant other. So this is commonly used when there's problems trying to conceive. But during that infertility workup, if you had one, the first thing we would draw is a TSH and a free T4 to make sure you don't have hypothyroidism. So it could have been that this is a patient that was sort of in that transitional stage, right? Like maybe she didn't have overt hypothyroidism, meaning your labs were still normal, but they were just a little bit like your TSH was a little on the high side, but still normal. Your free T4 was a little on the low side, but still normal. And that did not set off the, the bells to recheck it, right? But that could have definitely been the reason that she couldn't conceive. Because remember, your thyroid hormone is gonna control your ovulation is controlling your metabolism, control all the things in bodily function. So if you have uncontrolled hypothyroidism, then you're not going to ovulate normally. You're not going to have a monthly cycles usually. And if you have monthly cycles, they're usually going to be spaced out even more or they're going to be lighter because that's what happens when people have overt, meaning really uncontrolled hypothyroidism. Okay. So that's the first clue. Second, she suffered from constipation. Very common symptom of hypothyroidism. Why? Because your metabolism is not working, right? Everything is slowed down. Digestion is slowed down. Okay. And so that's why that can lead to constipation. People can also have some changes with their hair. They're feeling tired. They're sleeping all the time. They have trouble concentrating. These are typical symptoms of hypothyroidism. And then the hoarse voice. That hoarse voice happens because your thyroid gland 
is sitting right in front of your larynx, okay? The thing that controls your voice. So you got this mask there sitting in your neck looking like an Adam's apple, okay? And that's because your thyroid gland is enlarged, so it's compressing some of your throat, okay? So you're going to have a hoarser voice if you have a thyroid goiter. So sometimes when you get pregnant, if you ever get pregnant with uncontrolled thyroidism, because that's usually the culprit that makes people not get pregnant. But if you do get pregnant, it can mimic pregnancy symptoms, right? Progesterone slows down digestion through the GI tract. Constipation is a very common symptom in pregnancy. People having trouble concentrating. It's called pregnancy brain. People can't remember things in pregnancy. Blame it on the progesterone. You feel tired all the time. Why? Because you're growing a tiny human. And it takes a lot of energy to grow a tiny human. So all these things honestly can be attributed to pregnancy. But the hoarse voice shouldn't be, okay? And if you've been trying to get pregnant for four years and now you're finally pregnant, they should have drawn this. Now, I draw a TSH and free T4 on everybody, but I'm a high-risk specialist. And I know all OBGYNs don't do that with first trimester labs. But honestly, we probably should get around to doing that. We probably should because hypothyroidism is more common than we really, really think. So for this patient, I think that she has hypothyroidism. I would definitely do a workup, send her to an endocrinologist that can tell me the type of hypothyroidism she has. If you have a goiter, that's something that we need to look at. Like, are your calcium levels okay? Meaning, do you also have the parathyroid hormones that are in lower? So there are four parathyroid hormones that help our body secrete and make calcium. So are your calcium levels really high? Meaning, are those glands enlarged as well? Is it something that you can wait to get taken care of after pregnancy? Meaning, are we compressing any necessary structures? Usually with thyroid cancer, we don't have a hyper-functioning thyroid gland, but there have been, there are certain types of cancers that, that can have that. So if you have a gorda, we want to make sure we're getting a thyroid ultrasound to look at their thyroid gland a little bit closer. We want to make sure we don't need to do any biopsies. Now, obviously, we like to reserve that for outside of pregnancy, but if we see something suspicious, we should not delay a workup of cancer during the pregnancy. And I'm not saying this patient has cancer. I think that she has overt hypothyroidism, but we have to rule that out. Anytime I have somebody with a hoarse voice, I want to make sure I'm looking at the thyroid gland to see what is causing it to be enlarged. Is it just a benign, meaning non-cancerous enlargement of the thyroid gland, or is there some suspicious area within the thyroid gland that's enlarged, that's causing the total gland size to be enlarged. So I would want to make sure I'm referring to endocrinology, starting on Synthroid or Levothyroxine, doing ordering a thyroid ultrasound to make sure that our thyroid gland looks generalized, has a generalized enlargement and doesn't have anything concerning or suspicious for cancer. Also in pregnancies that have, uh, that are born to moms with hypothyroidism, you do need a detailed ultrasound at 20 weeks. Yep, you do. And then you need a, a third trimester ultrasound later on to make sure the baby doesn't have a goiter because those hormones that can cross the placenta, thyroid um, stimulating immunoglobulin can cross the placenta 
and it'll cause the baby's thyroid gland to be enlarged. So that can cause the baby to have a gorder. And we look for that as an enlargement in the baby's neck. And most of the time those babies have their necks are hyperextended because of that enlargement. Okay. Sometimes that can compress the airway of babies. Now that is rare. And that's usually only the people that have a lot of thyroid antibodies that are uh, elevated. Uh, but in this case, with our TSH and free T4 being out of whack the way it is, I got to rule that out too. People that have a uh, continued overt hypothyroidism, meaning we're constantly increasing your levothyroxine or Synthroid to get your TSH down, or people that do have thyroid antibodies, then in addition to the 32-week ultrasound to check the growth of the baby and check for a goiter, the, you should also, this patient should also be getting growth scans every four weeks after the detailed scan. Okay, that, that's my protocol. Everybody does it a little bit differently, but you do need periodic ultrasounds to check for and monitor the growth and well-being of the baby. Now, usually if we can control your thyroid hormones, then you wouldn't need to be delivered early. But if we can't, you definitely need to be delivered early. And if we're adjusting through pregnancy, then I'd recommend delivery around 39 weeks. Now, for somebody that's already 43, there's a whole different protocol for that. And different people handle people over uh, age 40 differently. But for me, if you're over age 43, even if you had no elevated or abnormal thyroid labs, I'm still going to monitor you every month and do growth scans. I still want to see you at the end of the pregnancy, starting around 36 weeks, once a week to make sure we have good fetal well-being because people over age 40 do have an increased risk of having stillbirths very late in pregnancy, meaning 38, 39, 40 weeks. And so people over 40 really shouldn't go past their due dates. They should be delivered somewhere between 39 and 40 weeks anyway, okay? Um, but that's just my two cents because there's not a definite guideline on people that are over 40. It's just based on knowledge and the data that's available. And so we have to make sure that we're proceeding with caution. But I know that's for another episode. For this one specifically, growth scans every four weeks, start you on levothyroxine to control you and refer you to uh, endocrinology. And also make sure we're looking at the thyroid gland to make sure we don't have any signs of anything that needs to be biopsied. So the case pearl for this case is hypothyroidism is commonly diagnosed in pregnancy. Classic symptoms are similar to common pregnancy symptoms. So all pregnant women should be screened with a TSH and free T4 in the first trimester. All right, medical intern, do we have any email cases or questions? Yes, this one says, Dr. Plenty, I was told by my OBGYN that my thyroid function was so uncontrolled that I could lose my pregnancy. I'm currently 12 weeks pregnant. Have I caused permanent damage to my child if he or she survives? How is my thyroid function related to a risk of miscarriage? One, breathe, okay? We commonly diagnose hypothyroidism in pregnancy in the first trimester. And the good thing is that we have time to control it. Is there a risk for miscarriage? Well, everybody has a risk for miscarriage in the pregnancy. I can't tell anybody that there's a zero chance of a miscarriage in the pregnancy. But if we get you under control fast enough, then we can negate that risk um, of miscarriage due to uncontrolled hypothyroidism. The biggest risk is that, hey, you're going to have all these thyroid antibodies that are going to cross the placenta. And, and those antibodies can increase the risk of a miscarriage for sure. But if we start you on Synthroid and do the things that we need to do to get your thyroid stimulating levels under control, 
then we know that that can significantly decrease that risk of miscarriage. Okay. So I would always say, hey, listen, breathe for a second. There's nothing that you can do to change what we have. So if you're so uncontrolled that you could lose the pregnancy, I'm assuming that your TSH is through the roof, but I've seen TSH levels super high in patients that go on and have completely normal babies, okay? Usually when we talk about congenital hypothyroidism or people with thyroid gorders, that is, those are really rare complications of prolonged uncontrolled hypothyroidism. Those are people that go through most of the pregnancy with uncontrolled thyroid levels. And then we get to the third trimester and we're still uncontrolled, okay? Or you weren't even screened and didn't know you were uncontrolled. Those are people that end up having children with congenital hypothyroidism, which does affect the IQ. It affects the genitalia. It affects the build of of males long-term. It affects the distribution of body fat. Yes, it can do all of those things, but if we catch it this early and we start your own things, then most of the time, nine times out of 10, you're going to be just fine. I know that sometimes as medical professionals, it's our job to counsel you about all the risks. And unfortunately, we can tell you all these things and we can even say, hey, there's a small chance that you could have a miscarriage because of uncontrolled thyroidism. And that's the only thing the patient hears, right? You don't hear, hey, we can get this under control to reduce your risk. Okay, you hear the things that we have to tell you, and those are the tiny risks. And I'm not saying that your OBGYN said it was tiny. I'm not sure how they said it, but I'm telling you the risk is very small. You've already almost made it to the third to the second trimester. You're one week from that. Your chance of miscarriage goes down significantly in the second trimester as opposed to the first trimester. Not gonna lie, the first trimester we are holding our breaths, right? Because depending on how old you are. You have somewhere between a 20 to 30% chance of a miscarriage just because it's the first trimester and you could be doing everything perfectly and have no medical problems and all your labs could be completely normal and you still have a miscarriage depending on your age. And that's unfortunately, but it's the truth. In the second trimester, that risk goes way down. So I would just take everything one step at a time. Now, you know, the problem, we can prevent any complications by treating you. So I would move forward with just treating you with levothyroxine. You need a detailed ultrasound somewhere around 18 to 20 weeks where they look at the baby from head to toe. You need your thyroid levels checked every trimester. If we're just starting you on levothyroxine or Synthroid, same thing, and your thyroid hormones were way out of control, then instead of waiting until you're, you know, later in the second trimester, we're going to recheck it three to four weeks later to see if it needs to be adjusted. And anytime you have your thyroid levels or your thyroid hormone uh, treatment adjusted, you need your your hormone levels tested again three to four weeks after that. So you shouldn't wait until the third trimester to get them tested. You should recheck three to four weeks later to see if there's any further adjustment that needs to be made so that we can get you control, like I said, before the beginning of the third trimester. So yes, there is a small risk, but it's small, especially if you get treatment and you're aggressive with it. Have you caused any permanent damage if your baby survives? No, and likely not, right? We can't really 100% guarantee you that. But usually when we talk about damage from hypothyroidism, it's damage to uh, the brain of the baby, which your maximum brain development isn't until the third trimester anyway. So the chance of your baby having any permanent damage 
if he or she survives is very low. Okay. Um, so let's say positive. Let's start the treatment. The sooner we start the treatment, the better, you know, the less likely something will happen. All right, medical intern, do we have any more email questions? And she's shaking her head no. So thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls Podcast. I hope that you've learned more about hypothyroidism in pregnancy. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to share with your friends, rate and comment. If you or someone you know has had a pregnancy complication or unique pregnancy situation, let me know about it. Email me at pregnancypearls at gmail.com to hear your topic or case discussed on one of our podcast episodes. Also remember to follow me on pregnancy underscore pearls and Facebook at pregnancy pearls and feel free to catch up on the YouTube channel for more quick talks about pregnancy complications. The website, which is drnicoleplenty.com for free pregnancy downloadables and for goodness sake, catch up on the podcast y'all of course we have a lot of good information that would be useful for you to hear in closing remember to advocate for yourself you are your biggest advocate and no one knows what's going on with your body except for you thanks for listening bye pregnancy pearls is hosted by dr nicole lee plenty produced by nicole plenty and janine brunson johnson executive producer ken johnson find pregnancy pearls on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe and rate the content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice for diagnosis or treatment of individual medical conditions always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with specific questions regarding a medical condition. Pregnancy Pearls is a mean old lion media production.